Welcome back to the Burning Phoenix podcast. Hope you're having a great morning. Today we're going to talk about the big picture. We're going to step a little bit back and look at kind of the recent decades and how the global landscape is changing. And we're going to start with a quote from China's president, President Xi, in like this week in the G20 summit in Bali. And this we're going to give larger context to, to how we see this, but Xi argued that while China and the US have taken different paths, in quotation marks, with their political and economic systems, it is vital to recognize and respect such difference and peacefully coexist. Relations must not be defined by confrontation and zero-sum competition, but rather dialogue and win-win cooperation. And then he continued saying, quote, neither side should try to remold the other in one's own image or seek to change or even subvert the other's system, end quote. So we had some very interesting conversations this week about this view and this idea and something that we have then labeled for the time being as something like a, uh, like two international systems on the planet having to work together. And we formulated it as like, we might drift towards a sort of yin-yang world governance now with China and US, the West, at least in the short and medium term. So we have two asymmetrical philosophies and systems, hopefully finding a constructive balance and harmony. So this, if we again stepping back, this goes to the idea that we had more or less 30 years now of one uh, overall landscape and, and kind of the, the context which has driven the events with the hegemony of US, the West. But China has been rising really fast. We're going to look at the numbers in a little bit. So there is this moment now where it's more equal and then there will be, as we are seeing this year, like a standoff and uh, a really rapidly changing dynamic for global politics and how things look on the planet. And then I'm going to say another thing now first when uh, we had some uh, exchanges about China. So just a couple of facts here uh, that especially the view that China is very authoritarian. So 70% of the people in China like their government, 70%. So calling it authoritarian, quotation mark, might be how it largely looks to us in the Western Europe, but not to the Chinese people in general. They are largely or mostly thrilled about their nation rising to prominence again and having their new, the Chinese dream happening. China tripled their economy from 2008 to 2020, and will likely or perhaps soon surpass the US and it is becoming the global leader in research, education and technology. For example, the city of Shenzhen is seen to be six months ahead of Silicon Valley. And they built in terms of flexibility, China built up Shenzhen from uh, more or less nothing, like a little fishing village, to the peak technology city on the planet with over 12 million citizens in less than 40 years. And they are also absorbing the good parts of Western culture in astonishing speeds. And then again, this is not to promote China, but it is becoming urgent 
and very important to have a more realistic view of the like America, the Western world and the Chinese world because it's changing so fast and there's a kind of a lag in updating our own view on on the condition of China and also that it is fundamentally different so they see things differently. So um, we're going to now have a book recommendation. There's a really good book that describes the changes. It's called When China Rules the World by Martin Schucks. The subtitle is The End of the Western World and the Birth of a New Global Order. So he's a Cambridge scholar. He wrote this book in 2010 with many projections towards 2030. So he had like 20 years projections. And now that we're halfway, you can read the book and you can see that he's very right about many many uh, kind of both details and facts, but also the bigger picture. So we just wanted to read his opening of the book. So the first chapter is called The Changing of the Guard. So this is uh, more or less uh, half a page. Since 1945, the United States has been the world's dominant power. Even during the Cold War, its economy was far more advanced than and more than twice as large as that of the Soviet Union while its military capability and technological sophistication were much superior. Following the Second World War, the US was the prime mover in the creation of a range of multinational and global institutions, such as the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and NATO, which were testament to its newfound global power and authority. The collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991 greatly enhanced America's preeminent position, eliminating its main adversary and resulting in the territories and countries of the former Soviet bloc, opening their markets and turning, in many cases, to the US for aid and support. The dollar became the world's preferred, preferred currency, while most trade being conducted in it and most reserves held in it. The US dominated all the key global institutions, barred the UN, and enjoyed a military presence in every part of the world. Its global position seemed unassailable, and at the turn of the millennium, terms like hyperpower and unipolarity were coined to describe what appeared to be a new and unique form of power. And then a little bit later, we have just one more sentence. We are now witnessing a historical change which, though still relatively in its infancy, is destined to transform the world. So that's from the opening chapter of, of the book, When China Rules the World. And uh, again, just it's highly recommended to read, especially the first few chapters. Then it becomes a little bit more kind of debatable how correct it is. Uh, we don't agree with everything, all his opinions by far. But it's, uh, it's a very good book to get a view of the situation from somebody who actually likes China, who likes the culture, the tradition, the progress of China. And he's maybe in, in that sense, maybe too much anti, kind of the standard anti-Western in his view, but it's still helpful to get a corrective and to see how China could look if you, for those who are actually more pro-China. And then you see how we have a building of an international system that is the Chinese international system, and then how this is rivaling the American and, and European-led international system. And then we already reached a point where these two systems now have, have kind of almost come to an equilibrium, and that's why we're seeing a kind of dramatic or at least very uh, 
kind of forceful changes in in um, in global politics this year in 2022. So we just want to end with a couple of numbers, some facts here from the IMF about China and their economy. So this year in 2022, in terms of purchasing power, meaning how much people can buy for their income, China is the global leader already. So that number would be 30 trillion dollars. Well, America, the U.S. has $25 trillion. So in purchasing power, China is already the biggest economy in the world. In nominal value, meaning kind of uh, how you could, the objective kind of value in terms of international uh, buying power, the U.S. is the biggest one with $25 trillion and China has 18.3. But again, China, they both, there, there are many ways to look at this. They tripled their economy from 2008 to 2020. You could also look at 20 years ago, in 2002, their economy was $1.47 trillion. So they have 10 doubled their size in 20 years, or if you look back to 1980. So over the last 40 years, China's economy has a 60 doubling in their size. America, in the same time period of 40 years, have a 10 doubling. So then again, while America has 10 doubled their economy over the last 40 years, China has 60 doubled it. So we are right at that point where China will be equal to America and then very likely within 2030, 2035 will be much bigger than America. So that's a part of why we think it's important to just bring out these facts and bring out this idea of two international systems competing. And then we have like 30 years behind us that are gone. They will not come back for some time most likely. So we just have to kind of open our eyes a little bit and look at how this is working and and trying to find good ways of of creating like a vision for the future. And then this uh, perhaps this yin yang model of kind of having two international systems, two, two international worlds can be fruitful and positive and a harmonious kind of dynamic and something that is is a is a good and bright future as well. So with that, that was just a concept for to think about the, the coming world, um, perhaps, and then also a book recommendation with Martin Schucks. So with that, thanks so much for listening and thanks for tuning in. Hope you're still having a great day and see you again in the next episode. Music.